Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week we go to war with the machines and talk about the Matrix Revolutions. Andrew, here we are with the third movie in the Matrix franchise and technically, I guess, as of the recording of this, the the last movie that had to be released. Sure, yeah. No one coming up. As of this recording, uh, Resurrections comes out uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. Very exciting. And uh, we will be covering that right here on Franchise Me. Yep. So that's very exciting. Um, That'll be the newest movie we've ever talked about. Yes. Yeah, it's only going to be about a week old when we talk about it. We've never done something that new. Obviously, F9 was new, but it had been out for a whole summer. Yeah. So now we're going to be talking about this movie that is uh, literally a week old. Um, We are going to have to preface that that's going to be a spoiler episode as well. Of course. We'll we'll um, talk yeah, very exciting. Too. But this is currently the last one that is available to watch yep. uh, as of this recording, Saturday, December 18th. <laughs> <laughs> we are back, but also our John is back. John, welcome back once again. Happy to be here, gang. Thanks for having me back on. And we're talking about The Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, we've kind of talked about this last week. This, mm-hmm. you know, we mentioned that the second and third movie in this franchise are very difficult to talk about without each other. Right. And obviously, I'm sure we're still going to be referencing Reloaded. A lot in this episode as well. Yes. We, for sure. We referenced Revolutions as we were talking about Reloaded quite a bit because we were like, we uh, can't really talk about uh, this movie because they are part one and part two. Exactly. And it's just, it's strange to talk about them because you have to go, oh, well, the, the reason this is cool is because this happened in Reloaded or this happened in Revolutions. Yeah. But this, you know, it's, it's good that we're just knocking it out now. We're getting it done. And, uh, you know, we'll... We'll talk revolutions as best we can while also yeah. referencing things that happened in Reloaded. Yeah, we're <laughs> completing this story because even though there is another movie, it seems like that's going to be kind of it's a different thing or its own thing as, yeah. as from what I understand now. Right. Uh, maybe even kind of like a... A slight like reboot, maybe, or is it meant to be a reboot? Well, not no, but I think it's just it's like a restart because I mean, obviously, you know, spoilers for this for Revolutions, the two main characters are are dead, true, and they're not dead in Resurrections, right. so there is an explanation. There has to be an explanation for that. Neo didn't die at the end. Spoiler alert: he didn't die. Pretty sure he looked dead to me. So. He looked dead. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> haven't even started anything. So let's, um, <laughs> so let's just jump into the movie yeah, then. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, release date, November 5th, 2003. As we talked about, this came out only about six months after the second movie in yep. the franchise. Uh, I think they called it The Year of the Matrix, 2003. The Year so, of the Matrix? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I celebration, so. I guess promotion, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Sure. It's The Year of the Matrix. Well, because they got the two movies. They also, like, the, the video game uh, was released as well. Uh, Enter the Matrix, which we'll talk about in the retrospective but episode. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. I'm just kidding. It's The Year of the Matrix. And Too Fast and Furious. I'm just kidding. And Too Fast and Furious. And Too Fast and Furious. Forget about it. Huh? We said about we said this last week. Is 2003 the greatest movie year of all time? No, Boy. it's not. It's not. You said they were supposed to be weeks apart, right? Originally, Originally apparently, yeah. the Wachowskis okay. planned it. I don't know if Warner Brothers probably heard that one. No, no, no. I think the studios <laughs> shut that down immediately. Yeah. They were like, that's not going to happen. You're not going to release this three weeks after this movie comes out. But yeah. I wonder if like the original plan was that for like one point for you to be able to walk out of one movie and into the other movie. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> like, it probably wouldn't have done well, but it would be kind of cool to like walk out of your and just well, go right into the next It's hard because, yeah, because if they do, like, I think that would be really cool because you get the part one. For those really diehard fans, you yeah. get the full experience. Right. 
But for a general audience, you kind of start to create some confusion and eat up your own box office mm. because people might be like, didn't I just see that Matrix movie? When I, I think another they, I, Matrix? They, like, they, I not they, understand that. Yeah. There, there's some, I think they could have done some more marketing on that side where maybe they like bought out a few theaters and maybe like had specific times you could come to see Reloaded, like in the morning or mm-hmm. in the afternoon. And then that night was only showing Revolutions, uh, but you could buy tickets for both for one sit. Does that make sense? I'm sure there was probably a, re- a re-release or like a slight re-release at specific theaters of Reloaded right. to, to go with this movie. I would right. imagine. Reloaded was the highest rate, like highest grossing movie of the three. So exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll get um, there in a little bit, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. I'll be interested to see in like, let's just say like how much it made if it, if it warranted a like a, a, a soft re-release six months after the fact or like putting it back in the theater if it warranted that. Well, I, I don't even know. If it made the money back, how quickly it made the money back. I don't even know about like even warranting it, but I just think to give fans a more full experience for those right. diehard fans, not worldwide, like are they going to re-release the movie? But right. I imagine that at least probably the smaller theaters probably, you know, were showing both movies. Or for whatever. sure, right. If, especially, I don't know what else came out around this time. If there wasn't any other big movies, hey, let's just get into the... Uh, too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, but I don't actually in November. I don't know when those movies oh, came out. Right. I don't have those dates in front of me. So Terminator Three, you know, Rise of the Sorry, Humans. I forgot the I, so. I forgot the pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie is obviously directed by the Wachowskis, written by the Wachowskis once again. Yep, they are back. It'd be weird if they weren't. Yeah, it'd be weird if they weren't. Tag your it, you do part two. You know, <laughs> we wrote part one. We left it at a really specific time, so we want to see what you can do. You know. <laughs> Who directed? Very, that'd be very like Star Wars of them. Who did episode eight yet? Yeah. Who did episode eight of Star Wars? Ryan Johnson. Ryan, have Ryan Johnson just fill in the last half. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you can do. And then, and then, he, then, and then he subverts expectation. Everyone really hates yeah. it. Everybody and then they get mad. Why did you do that? Well, you, you kind of left me hanging. What was I supposed to do? Yeah. That this tag in Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he you would. You want to see Scorsese's Matrix? He would have fucking. Mm. <laughs> It'd probably be it'd probably be like a matrix with like a, a bunch of gangsters because I, I mean I love Scorsese I do but you know it'd probably be filled with a lot of gangsters running the streets. Oh, yeah, De Niro would be in it. Oh, they the the whole Pesci. They, they reboot the the DiCaprio. matrix in the beginning of the movie and it's just an Italian mobster yeah. matrix world. <laughs> the movie literally opens freeze frame. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. And we're like, are we watching Goodfellas? I wanted to be in the Matrix. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be in the Matrix. <laughs> he just does a beat for beat of Goodfellas just in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks just like Goodfellas, but every now and then there's this little glitch. There's a little know? glitch in Scorsese's like, it's Amazing. different, it's different. And we're like, it's not. That's my Scorsese. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> Me and the Wachowskis, you know, like you said, who else are you going to get to do this movie? Obviously. I mean, they film back to back. I could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do a good job once again, you know, yeah. quality wise of the movie or our opinions, you know, overall. They, they know what they're doing at this point with this world. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things we kind of talked about with like, you know, even like James Cameron with Terminator is like, do you really want to see anybody else step in here and, and, and do one of these movies? Right. You right. Know, because can somebody else even understand how to make one of these movies? Right. So, yeah. You want to talk about the cast? I can jump into the cast. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Starring Keanu Reeves as Neo, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, <laughs> Hugo Weaving as Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith as Niobe, Mary Alice as the Oracle, Ian Bliss as Bane, Harold Perry Neo as Link, Henry Lennox as Commander Locke, Colin Chow as Seraph, Bruce Spence as the Train Man, Nathaniel Lees as Captain Mifune, and Clayton Watson as the kid. Let's talk about this cast. Who do you guys want to start off with? Do you want to work back? Do you want to go to the front? I say start uh, uh, Keanu and move to the back because I feel like... uh, Again. The main... Well, again, but also the main characters aren't forefront 
for this entire movie. Right. I would say this is a more side character yeah. heavy movie than it is a uh, main character movie. Yeah. Um, but Neo, uh, Keanu Reeves, again, delivers a great performance. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's because you film Reloaded and Revolutions back to back, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, he continues doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's a good performance. He gets a really nice ending. Gets a good, f- not a nice ending, I, but he also gets a great fight scene with Smith at the end. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he, he continues delivering what he was doing yeah. from Reloaded, you know? I'm sure when they were filming, they had to have been filming scenes for Reloaded. Yeah. And then another day was Revolutions, and he's like, I don't know what movie this is going to be in. So yeah. it, it feels like the same performance all around, which is what you want. You want the continuity sure. in the performance. And like you mentioned, he disappears for like half the movie anyway. I don't think, yeah, so. he, he's really, like, first hour maybe? He's not really... Well, that, that entire, like, I think the, the, you know, we mentioned that this movie is a very much a, like, one action sequence. Like, mm-hmm. the majority of this movie oh, is yeah. like... Yeah. I think that's like 45 minutes and I, yeah. I don't think they cut away from that they just in that going. 45 minutes. Yeah. So he's gone for at least 45 minutes of the yeah. movie. And I did not notice or care. I loved every second of it. Mm. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I, you know, again, yeah, you're right. I mean, what is there to say about his performance? It's the same as the last movie, yeah. which is really good. The character does, you know, we've been talking about it all franchise, does become full Jesus with kind of the... <laughs> yeah, he goes full Jesus. The crucifixion scene, more or less, kind, yeah. kind of, you know, with, with that ending. But yeah, it's it's really entertaining. And, and I like, you know, they do the really interesting where they make him blind. It's, Fascinating scene. And he has to rely on being able to see, was it the code? Or yeah, yes, only... he, he, can, he can see the the soul of the machines or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he can only see like the, it's kind of like, it looks like like a like heat signature type thing. Yeah, he it looks like that. It's not that, but it right. looks yeah. like that's what he's seeing. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's an interesting way to take the character, and yeah, it's it's solid. Yeah, like you said, Neo is great. He he completes the role of Jesus. He even like at the end when he you know quote unquote dies, he even has like a cross. When the bike comes out, it's a cross. Yeah. So it's just. They really, they really hit you over the head. Yeah. With, with it at the end, there's a few standout moments for this. As for Neo as a character, for me that I liked a lot. I guess we'll get to them when we get to them. But yeah, yeah. great. Nice. Some of those maybe in scenes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. That we've mentioned last week. This is the one who of the three main boy, characters. Oh boy, talk about getting thrown yeah. in the back seat. He's really put, put, he, put to the side. He's really yeah. put to the side in this movie. This is more this movie than last movie. Not a lot to do. Um, we find out he can't fly a ship. Doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, he really doesn't do much. I wish I had more to say about his Morpheus, but he really does not have much to do. He kind of just um, sits next to Naomi as she's ha- being a badass. He and just he's like, yeah. hey, yeah. you're you're a badass. Yeah, he sits yeah, next to Morpheus and he's just not doing anything and he's just kind of hanging out and you're just like well this is a far cry from uh the first matrix morpheus where he's like this mysterious figure training neo now he's just put into the pilot seat and struggles the entire time and then goes hey you can really pilot this thing and that's all he does really and then yeah. end movie and you go okay great uh morpheus means nothing go ahead wow. <laughs> the, well he i will say that that yeah the, the use of him is is kind of off-putting. They, it, Majorly. It, it really is, and, and it ties into just, and we'll get there, but like kind of my feelings about the movie in general was what the, like he is the perfect example of what they kind of do with these main characters. And and you're right, like there's some really good stuff in here, but it's just, it is frustrating to, it's frustrating yeah. to watch what they do with that character yeah. because the actor is always gives a great performance. The character is interesting to watch. Yes. And it's like, 
You like this guy? Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, like, when you have Lawrence Fishburne in your movie, you use Lawrence Fishburne to the best of his ability, and it feels like they really underutilized him in this movie. I imagine that, like, I can just picture him, like, on set, like, as they're filming the re- the revolution scenes. He's, like, in catering, like, he's ready to go, and it's like, <laughs> do you need me? Do you need me? No, no, you're, you're good. But uh, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, but Lawrence you're, Fishburne. You're, you're yeah, good. Lawrence you're Fishburne, good. I'm here. I kind of imagine Lawrence Fishburne went to see Revolutions in theaters and was booing, booing the movie and throwing popcorn at the screen. <laughs> Boo, where am I? Boo! More Morpheus! And he's like throwing his popcorn. <laughs> He's in full. He's in full costume. He's in full costume. More Morpheus. Ooh. Is he in? Stop uh, it, Wachowskis. Is he in the Matrix costume or the Matrix Zion costume? costume? No, he's, Matrix he costume. has the tiny glasses. He has the oh, tiny glasses. He, he's, he's got the Zion there. costume on underneath the Matrix outfit. <laughs> when he gets hot in the Matrix outfit, he takes that off and he's Zion. Yeah. Got it. Got but it. Got it. Regardless, booing screen. Right. Saying more stop, Morpheus. Stop it, Wachowskis. Sure. Stop it, Wachowskis. More Morpheus. I'm just going to keep the train going from last week. Please. I like Morpheus this movie. I think his, his level of screen time is reflected in it's not Morpheus' movie. I mean, it's it's a neo-centric story. He is, he's literally, he is the one, like he is the guy. I understand that Morpheus is a great character. Freshburn is a fantastic actor. The things that Morpheus does, in my opinion, they get the respect they deserve from the script, from the surrounding cast of characters. They get, they still have weight. He's just not involved the whole time. And I think that's fine. In the beginning, he was the strongest guy around. And right. this one, he is super not anymore. He's a right. very strong number two. But the, the gap between how useful he was in the first one to where he is in the third one is just light years apart. He doesn't even feel like a number two to me. He feels like... Oh, yeah, number three, yeah. No, he feels like a, like a four or five. Oh, okay. So... I think Niobe gets more yeah, uh, of an arc 100%. than him in this movie. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I think she gets much more of an arc than him in the story, which is not a problem, but when you have a Morpheus who has been with this franchise since movie one, you think you want to do more for that character. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this is something they solve in Resurrections. I don't know. I mean, there is a new character portraying Morpheus. Yeah. Um, or a new actor portraying Morpheus. But, you know, I don't know if they solve that in Resurrections. Maybe they yeah. do. But I will say that it is a little upsetting to see the use of him kind of go yeah. to waste in this and him maybe not get a proper ending yeah. as a character. This is something that we'll touch on in a little bit, but I do want to just throw it out here and then we can move on. I understand that they do put more of a focus on the side characters in this, in this movie. And that's cool that they are giving the attention to a lot of these side characters. But... It just feels like there's a way to balance those side characters with your main characters. And it felt like they were kind of like, well, because we're giving these side characters the attention, we'll just throw these guys to the side. They, we don't need to worry about that. Right. So uh, that's how I felt. Right. So, but we'll move on. We can talk about Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity. Fantastic. Her ending was a bit, uh, was really, uh, she had a very good performance the entire time. The ending Trinity came to, obviously not super great, but her performance was believable for me the entire mm-hmm. time. Uh, had a, they get my her character sees the sun for the first time and you like I don't know it's 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 a weird scene because you're like man this character has never seen the sun like they're they're doing all this for the first time and I you know I think she's believable the entire time like I really appreciate her performance in this yeah I kind of feel the same way about her that I do Neo I feel like it's just a continue a good continuity performance she stays uh in the same lane she was working and reloaded she keeps doing what she's doing it's really great and you're right she gets an unfortunate ending but it's it's necessary to the story is it though like i didn't feel like it was and i'm yeah. i'm not trying to be uh contrarian i just generally did not feel like it was I, necessary. I kind of felt like after everything happens with that where does she i don't know where does she go because once neo's dead 
it's like, how did she get off the machine plant? But they could find her, I guess. But mm. I, I don't know. I didn't really mind that she died. I also thought it was interesting that they killed literally her and Neo. I think that was kind of the feeling. It mm -hmm. kind of, to me, felt very uh, like reverse Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that makes in a way. sense. But I don't know. But it's it's a good continuity yeah. performance. She keeps doing what she's doing for the time she has. Because again, like the main characters in this, she's not forefront for like the, that 45 minute segment. She's right. nowhere near that. Um, but yeah, she does a good job of what she yeah. has. Yeah, I, I think Carrie Ann Moss is great as she has been this entire trilogy. Uh, I have the same complaint with Trinity as I do with the with Neo and Morpheus that, you know, she just is sidelined a lot for supposed to be like one of the main characters. All right. Does feel like she's sidelined a lot. She, did, she does have moments. Again, really good performance especially at the end she does deliver on that scene it does feel rushed to me it does feel like it comes out of nowhere okay and the way that they the way that it kind of happens it just feels like silly to me like it just kind of oh, like yeah like i don't know and like the fact that like he's having the conversation with her and he he is like i know he can't see he's blind but like he is holding her body or touching her and like he just doesn't notice that she's piled onto these pipes like i don't know it just he doesn't see the pipes that's a no good point. Not, not even that but like, blind, he, so I, yeah. no but i feel like he would he the way he's the way he was angled, the way he's like he, yeah, i feel like I he would feel I, that I, she's like her body was penetrated by these pipes so i don't, I don't know like it, I, it's, I it's, a, that, it's a tiny complaint you think it would be more, no, no no you think it, it should be more like um like kind of like a board more stiff yeah because she has pipes going through her body you because think it, maybe she'd be like stiff like it, it's different like a board i she was really good in that scene and and so was keanu but like the scene itself felt awkward because it's like he's having a conversation with her and we as the audience know that she's dying he does not and like right. halfway through the conversation he just kind of comes to that realization and he's like what what oh okay like <laughs> i think he says that in the script he goes oh okay and he just gets up and walks off so oh okay no i know kung fu <laughs> it, it just felt like if it did feel like to me that it's like, oh, we are ending this trilogy, so let's kill off our main characters. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's that's fine. I have I have no. Have, you're right. Where would she go from here? You're absolutely right. But it did just feel like to me we're sending these people on a suicide mission. It is going to be a suicide mission. They're not going to survive. Yeah, I think they just wanted to write them off because they were like, we need to end this trilogy because again, they obviously weren't planning on doing a fourth no, film at that no, time because no. we're getting one almost twenty years later now. Mm -hmm. So there was no intention of a fourth film. So so I think they just kind of said, okay, well, we'll just kill off our characters and give them a proper ending so you don't think we're going to make another one. Yeah. I, but, you know, that's what I think. Yeah, but you're right because they you're, they were not planning on it. We might as well just end these characters. Yeah. And and that way, if people are like, hey, let's make it fourth ones, we can't, they're dead. Like, right, I guess right. that's their, their defense. Yeah. Like, yeah, but Carrie and Moss is great and uh, continues to be great yeah. in this role. Hugo Weaving as Smith. Much more to do this movie. A little bit more to do this movie. Um, he, gets, he gets some really good stuff with the Oracle for a little bit. Yeah. Um, gets a nice, like, oracle scene i enjoy that mm -hmm. he also gets a great scene with well with neo at the end he gets the final neo fight of course and it's funny to even call him smith because he's basically anti-neo yeah he's like negative neo yeah that's what he well, it, it's funny you because that negative I, Neo. I feel like no. you can talk about you can talk about Hugo Weaving, the, the actor, but you can also talk about have a conversation about Smith, the character, right? Which I is not gonna... just Hugo Weaving yeah. in this movie, and he's on this list. We'll talk about him later, but sure. obviously, this character does begin to get out of the Matrix mm -hmm. into the real world yep. through somebody else, and and I, I guess we'll say that for for Ian uh, Ian Bliss. But yeah, it is an interesting way to use him, and and he does. This is the movie where he really feels like scary like that yeah. scene with the oracle is kind of terrifying yeah you know i mean right off the top he's like capturing um seraph and sati. seraph and uh, sati right off mm -hmm. the top yeah 
and you know that well that's a cool scene too because Seraph that's when Seraph drops the knowledge of I beat you once before pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like he's like don't bring that up <laughs> there was only one of me before <laughs> there's only one of me before and we don't talk about that anymore so <laughs> so um I think I think that's I think that whole thing is interesting, but um, great performance by Hugo Weaving. That's all yeah, I really yeah. want to say. Yeah, it's a great performance by Hugo Weaving. Uh, I really enjoy seeing him play a more um, a much less professional, more unhinged version of Smith. Sharp contrast from the first movie. He's just full power, mad crazy now, and yeah. I really enjoy it. That's all I have, that's all yeah. I have yeah. to say. What, what, I just want to say what a year for Hugo Weaving too. He's like in probably two of the biggest movies this year. He's mm. in well, he's in The Matrix, which is already big, but he's also in Return of the King this year. Separate characters. Mm. He's got like Elrond, who's one of like one of the most good characters ever. Yeah, and then he's got Smith, one of the most evil characters ever. Yeah. So what a year. What a year is all I want to say about also him. Also in Too Fast, Too Furious. No, oh, it was not. You <laughs> missed his cameo in Terminator Three. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's he a heck of a year for movies. movies. Two thousand three. <laughs> Maybe the uh, best movie year of all time. Go ahead. We need to make sure that we, the next franchise we do has a 2003 movie. We're only doing movies with... Really, them. really, we should start another podcast with 2003 movies and just continually go through 2003 <laughs> movies, like subpar 2003 movies. <laughs> like, imagine all the bad comedies we could cover from 2003. God, so all right, this week movies. we're talking Starsky and Hutch, starring Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. I think that's 04, but still. Close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> what are they <laughs> Might as well be 2003. What are their 03 podcast? <laughs> well, yeah, Franchise that... me 03. Well, that's Smith. So let's talk about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith as Naomi. Boy, oh boy, a lot more to do this movie, yeah. huh? Love it. Um, Really great character arc. I, I, I think this kind of goes back to a conversation we had last week that we were bringing up, but the fact that she's like a living, breathing character, like this female character that can actually hold her own, mm-hmm. can fly this ship and knows what she's doing and is a total badass while doing it that's just really cool you know you yeah. re- you get to see her do this and she has like specific lines she stay she says that are just very specific to her ship and it's like oh this is really cool like she really knows what she's doing and she's a fleshed out character and what a nice thing to see yeah and it's nice to see, kind of see that role reversal because any other movie would have made morpheus the good pilot on top of already being a great right. fighter and all this stuff and her you know damsel in distress deal yeah. but the fact that they make her the captain who can fly this thing like nobody else and morpheus in the see hanging on for dear life like holy crap like it, it works uh, like the, the captain in the back being like i know the ship could do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, he's like he's the, blown away the, the entire, entire time the entire time she's driving this guy's just going wow she's great yeah <laughs> holy <laughs> this woman can drive he's like wow that's wow <laughs> yeah uh, she is the standout and it's funny he fell because... in love with niobe through that <laughs> through that flight you know he did she is like the standout of this movie and like if i watch this movie without without the context of these other movies i might think she's like the star of the movie yeah because there's a lot of focus on her yeah and I, i'm not complaining i think it's great and, and she really kills it in the role yeah so she's fantastic so w- when we watched it for this uh when she's getting ready to fly the ship there was a, a part where she like takes off her sweatshirt and to get more comfortable and i was thinking to myself like i was like a course like i have the female character take her shirt off but like it wasn't in like it wasn't a sexual they didn't, nature they didn't treat like a sexual nature at all yeah. like she just wanted more freedom of movement and like and to be more comfortable playing the ship through these impossible lines to fly through yeah i just like i appreciated that the witch huskies were like look you gotta be comfortable driving the ship you're it's it's a lot going on but i'm like, sure while she's driving the ship too it's probably very inducing she's probably sweating as yeah. she's doing this because she's literally you know cutting this thing through tunnels right and you're like that's nerve-wracking yeah like, oh, you know yeah. You, you like she like i i agree with you i like that she took it off and it, it's just 
just a tank top. It's nothing yeah. revealing. It's not like she takes it off and she's just like, brown panty time. Yeah. Like, she takes it off and it's just a tank top and yeah. she goes for it and you're like, this is great. I was going to say, I feel like the Wachowskis aren't directors that would sexualize their characters, but then I forgot about the orgy basically scene one, in the second one movie. sex scene. So, that's like a 10 minute scene. So It's like a three minute scene. It's, it's long. It's, it's not long 10 minutes. Scene. I don't think it's three minutes either. <laughs> <laughs> it's between three and ten, I but think it's not longer. I think it's closer I'm to ten than it is three. We're going to settle on like a solid seven to eight minutes, I think. I'll meet you in the middle there. Yeah, I think I'll we'll settle there. on a solid seven if, to eight. If I'm watching this scene and going, this is long, like, <laughs> there's a problem. Well, let's talk about Mary Alice as the Oracle. Our new Oracle, yes, we should say, Oracle. as yep. well. Yeah. Um, you probably referenced this last week, I'm sure, but the original uh, actress playing... Uh, Gloria Oracle, Foster. Gloria yes. Foster passes away. They recast. I do want to say before I even jump into Oracle, I want to say how much I liked how they wrote around that. Yes. I think they did a really nice job writing around this new Oracle because obviously that was not in the original script. So the fact that they kind of had to write on the fly and figure mm-hmm. that out, I think they do a really nice job of figuring that out as quickly as they do. Especially because, if you think about it, because Gloria Foster is in the second movie and they filmed yeah. these movies together, like how quickly that process must have been. Yeah, I mean the Wachowskis had to have turned around and said, we need to write something like now to get this in. And they do it. And I think it really works. And I want to say that right off the top, that yeah. it works how they and do they, it. they don't fully go into the whole thing, right? They just briefly kind of mention it, don't they? They say she looks different because um, she wanted to help Neo, correct? She because helped, she chose to help Neo? She helped Neo kind of go against the Merovingian yeah. and they kind of allude to him doing something there, to her that caused her to change her. There's an form. explanation, I think, in the video game in Enter the Matrix that's like right. there were, the, the deal between uh, Sati's uh, father and the Merovingian, I think, had something to do with that where like he got the code to the Oracle and he was like they were like like, try to the leader or whatever I guess I mean I don't I, I don't fully understand that's why I asked you guys if you knew but like it's something to do with that and again that's kind of more retrospective right, stuff right, anyway right. but it, it, it is cool that they um, flush that a little bit more And that, they, but you're right, right it is impressive how they quickly kind of wrote around this and and I think, think I did read that they, they, they thought about like briefly like not even mentioning it right, but you, you right. have to you, you have to yeah, you can't do, especially when this actress has been in the two previous movies yeah you have to reference the change but as far as the performance goes yeah. I think it's a good oracle is it on the level of what Gloria Foster did? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think, so. think so. But it's, I think as far as like a close second, I don't think you get anywhere closer than this. I, right. I think she does a great job. But, it, you know, there, it, it's not Gloria Foster. I think there was that comfort level of knowing um, the previous Oracle. So to come into this and kind of have this different energy Oracle, you're kind of like, okay, it's different. But she's a close second you know mm-hmm. and I think the, I think she's the best they could have gotten quite yeah. honestly yeah she doesn't have for me at least it doesn't have the same like weight yeah but I was gonna say like the, the seeing the Oracle in Reloaded and Matrix was kind of like we mentioned before like they have a, a mother assimilation ship it was like visiting your grandma mm-hmm. this one's I don't know I, I feel like she was a bit more blunt a bit more much just, more just blunt. being like tired of this like she's just she's kind of fed up right and at least it's high right I, I could but be wrong do you think that that's kind of that goes along with like the redesign well as well yeah, too that think, her personality I, yeah. changed no I, I yeah. agree I think different actress and or yeah I think you're right it was kind of a redesign go ahead though. Yeah. they didn't mean to cut you off no no you're fine I, I, I agree I think it was because of what happened with the story that she is like that uh, she was great I, I like mm-hmm. her performance still I, I like the the implications for her character I find very interesting especially when Smith does absorb her and she's still able to come back Right through him for a brief moment in the, right. in the final fight. I like the character, like like the actress. Yeah, yeah. 
fantastic. Absolutely. She does a good job in the role. Let's talk about Ian Bliss as Bane. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I loved it. I really enjoyed this guy doing a Hugo Weaving, doing a Smith yeah. uh, performance the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, he felt like he was trying to do... Yeah, he, yeah absolutely. He, this is the guy in the in the second movie that we kind of were like, we don't really have much to say because he's really not in it. He's on the table. But he's set up for this movie, and you're right, because he's playing a character as somebody else. Yeah. And if that's complicated. He's doing an impression of somebody doing a character. That's yeah. complicated. And uh, yeah, he really does nail it. He must have watched... The Matrix and Reloaded a half a dozen times each to get the cadence down for Hugo oh, Weaving. absolutely. You can just applaud this guy's performance for what he was able to do mm-hmm. because it is amazing to kind of watch him hit that same cadence like you said. Mm-hmm. He sounds just like Hugo Weaving when he's yeah. talking. And and I, for a second, I was like, are they dubbing his voice? They could have easily done that. They, they don't do it. Yeah. Like, that is Ian Bliss himself, like, doing it. And that's really, really cool. And yeah. that really, I, I don't know, it just showed that he did some research on his role and showed up prepared. Yeah. And he does it. He does a really great job, and he's um, he's a good evil, kind of second evil guy, because it's a Smith movie first, and then he's kind well, of he Smith, is too. Smith, he, yeah. he is Smith, and, you know, but he works. He really yeah. works. Uh, yeah, he was definitely off camera every time Hugo Weaving was on set. Like, he's, like, taking oh, notes. Wow, like, he's absolutely. definitely, like... Hugo Weaving's performing, he's like, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> he has a tape recorder <laughs> <out>. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> like, he is there, and he was super menacing and threatening the entire time. I wonder if he had any melt- like, Downs. Like, I wonder if there was moments, like, he was really just messing up, and he had, like, a Leo once upon a time in Hollywood moment. He just goes to his throat, he's like, oh, you ape! And he's, like, throwing the tape recording. He's like, Mr. Anderson! He's, like, trying to... Oh, my God. <laughs> just um, losing his mind. The, you baboon! Uh, the <laughs> I, I appreciate how... I'm going to call it a slow burn of waiting for him to be full Smith. Yes. And then he kills the the nurse. Yeah. And then you're just like, finally. Yeah. Because like he's saying all this ominous stuff the entire time. He's like, oh, I remember killing these people. It'd be very dangerous for me if I did. And dangerous for you too as he stabs the woman. Yep. You're like, alright, there it is. There's he's, the transition. <laughs> he's been intimidating everybody the entire time and finally, like, because everyone knows he's Smith, he's bad, he's evil. Right. As soon as he starts talking, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Andrew Smith. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a good, really good performance. Yeah, Harold Perrineau as Link. Yeah, Link's back, baby. Link's yeah. back. Yeah. Um, smaller role, I think, in this. Well, movie. smaller role, but also a completion of his arc. Yes, uh, with his wife. Really, just a great ending to his story too. Mm-hmm. Really, like again, we kind of said this last week, but him and uh, his wife, I think her name is Z. Yes, yes. Um, that is the heart of the film. Like their their relationship is really kind of this heart of the film deal where you're like you're rooting for them the whole time mm-hmm. and you get to see the completion of that arc and they make it through mm-hmm. and you're like oh thank god and you know link he's he's just a really likable character yeah. you know he really is he's a likable character and i like that he got a happy ending i'm glad they decided not to do like another like tragedy thing where you know one of them dies and they're just like oh like i like that they get the happy mm-hmm. ending yeah. and that's that's really nice i don't have her on here but nona gay is z as you mentioned yes. you know, yeah. you, you, you kind of do them together. Uh, she's really cool, and she, she does have she has some yeah some yeah, she's out moments. Firing, she's firing rockets yeah. off, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a beautiful relationship. Well, she she's not firing them, but she's, she's loading making rockets. She's she's making them, but she's yeah. loading the gun too. Yeah, she's loading the bazooka. That's firing them. It's close, close enough. enough. She encourages the. One kid. of you guys owes each other soda. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, between yeah, them. absolutely. I don't have much to say about him. I I liked him second to Andrew. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. We, like I said, we talked about him more last week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Henry Lennox as Commander Locke. He's back. Oh, He's still uh, miserable. 
Still hates <laughs> more. Still hates Morpheus. Still he hates hasn't. Morpheus. He hasn't really. Uh, nothing's changed with this guy. And everyone hates him. Yeah, everyone hates him. Um, his big <laughs> moment is after they uh, get through the tunnel, destroy everything. He comes walking up and he's like, "You happy? You happy with yourself? <laughs> you screwed because us all. You screwed us all. They're gonna come. They're coming oh, right yeah, through." They launched the EMP. Yeah, they launched the EMP, <laughs> and he comes up and he's like the only one not happy that this has happened. And yeah. he's, like, he's like, "If I were them, I'd go. I'd bring them all here." And, and that happens. That <laughs> yeah. happens. So it's kind of like he's right. Yeah, he's but absolutely the, but, correct. You know the same time it's kind of like yeah you could be nicer about it like we just kind of saved you you know <laughs> like we were we were gonna die yeah now you got a few more minutes and even like at the Make end peace with your god <laughs> <laughs> even at the end like when morpheus is like confronting the robots as like they're stopped isn't he kind of just like the entire time going morpheus morpheus what are you doing i don't remember him he, he, <laughs> he probably was he kind of turns into but... the, um, the police uh the police chief from last action hero he's just smoke coming out of the air morpheus morpheus yeah it's it's your guns, <laughs> Get off my person. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know how this guy hasn't lost his mind yet in this movie. Cause like nobody, <laughs> nobody appreciates anything he's doing, even though he's doing his best. I'd be mad like, too. Like he wants, he, like he, at the, he's in front of the council being like, if it was up to me, I'd give every single person in here a gun and put them in the dock. And the council's like, good thing it's up to you then. Like, n- <laughs> like nobody appreciates this guy for doing yeah. what he thinks he needs to do to save everybody. I will say he gets a great line. They say, the council says something to him like, uh, is there any possibility of us winning? And then he goes, I would ask Morpheus about that. And they go, why? And he's like, because he's the one that believes in miracles. <laughs> great line. Yeah. I was like, that's a great line. A sick burn. Yeah, he like he burns him in the same... Oh, it's so great. That's yeah. how much he hates Morpheus. He has to sneak in a burn still. He roasts him <laughs> to his face, to the council. To the council. And he goes, he goes to bed peaceful that night. He sleeps. He's like, boom, roasted Morpheus. That's Commander Locke. Uh, how about Colin Chow as Seraph? Better turn this movie. Again, more to do. Yeah. Starts... It starts off with him and the Oracle, right? He's in the thing with the Oracle when he gets uh, Sadi. No, uh, they... Uh, the first time we see him, I think, I think might be that. And they go to see the Merovingian with him. Yeah, no, isn't Saudi introduced in the train station? Yeah, but what was the first time yes. we see him? Oh, uh, the first time we see him. I think you said the opening of the movie. No, no. I did say the opening, but it's not oh, the opening. Yeah, it's not the opening. But Seraph gets the whole... He, he is in the beginning more, though, right? Because doesn't he get the whole thing where they go to see the Merovingian yes. in the club? Yep. And that's a whole thing. Yeah. And then he his character kind of goes away after he gets... Uh, captured by Smith. Yeah. But at the same time, he he's in like maybe the first 45 minutes of this movie pretty yeah. heavily. And it's a good 45 minutes. I like the guy who plays Seraph a lot. I think yeah. he's great. Um, yeah. He, again, he has that energy. He has like, you want to keep watching him. Yeah. And I like his story. I like that he kind of starts off like, okay, let's go. Let's go do this thing. And you know, it's it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. The, the actor is great. The character is really good. Again, the implications for this character throughout this movie is very interesting to me because some of Merv's bodyguards call him wingless which means he was probably an angel yeah so that had me thinking about like was he in an earlier version of the matrix do we think like well, that, we, 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 we were he saying was, that he was probably the one he was probably the one the oh, fan, sorry, we did fan theory. I'm sorry I forgot I yeah. wonder if he was the first one though because he's like the, he's kind of godlike and I wonder if he was yeah. maybe like the first one could be I mean he clearly I, made a bad choice now I mean didn't, didn't he 
Um, well, yeah, well, well, we're not going to get into the morality of him. I'm just <laughs> no, saying. I wouldn't say it was a bad. I'm, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, great character. I'm glad he. I'm glad he was. Uh, he had like like Andrew said more to do. I, I liked his misplaced confidence against Smith. I've beaten you before when there's like twelve of him in the doorway. It's like I, sit down. All right, <laughs> I, be, I beat you once before, and I'll do it twelve more times. <laughs> that's, that's the line that you've done, and you, and you, <laughs> and Smith's just like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets Smithed. Yeah, and then you get yeah, that's a great that's a great term. You get Smithed. <laughs> How about Bruce Spence as the train man? Hey, the train man! I, I forgot the train man looked like a transient. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I forgot he, he looked like a hobo. Yeah, he he was um he was nuts. Um, he yeah. comes in, he like when he's introduced, you know, he's this guy. He's got the watch on. His hair's long. And he's like, you know, he kind of reminds me of like the White Rabbit and like uh, Alice. Maybe that's oh, what he was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to be like the White Rabbit in Alice in Wonderland, who's never on time. Nice. Like that was kind of his whole thing. And he's like, he's like looking at his watch. He's running down. Doors open. You gotta get on right now because I gotta go. I'm off schedule. <laughs> and you're like, that's not my fault. Don't rush me. My favorite thing of him is like after, because he kind of has like the big sequence where they're chasing him and then he comes to pick up the family and he like ignores Neo or whatever. Um, oh, he's so rude to Neo. Yeah. I but mean, I get it. My, my I get favorite, it too, but my still, favorite you know. like shot of him is when they go into the Merovingian uh, like club or whatever, or the club that he's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And he's everybody's there. there. Yeah. And the train man's like there, but he's in like the corner and he's just kind of like 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 Merovingian's like talking. He's like, yeah, and, like he's like in the background <laughs> and like, he's like yeah, everybody, Merovingian. <laughs> everybody out there is dressed up. Merv has a nice suit on. Persephone has on a very nice red leather dress, and he's just there looking like Trash. a homeless guy that walked in. Train like, man has not dressed up for this. <laughs> How did he get in? <laughs> if I was anybody and that guy walked out and be like, you're not getting in here. What are you? Um, no. I did like how he just told me, was like, this is my my station. I make the rules, taste some concrete, just punch him into a wall. Yeah, it was like he really abused his power oh, in that moment. Man. He was really like, he would, no, no, he but in a good way. Him. Neo did threaten him. Neo kind of came at him and said, I know Kung Fu. And then he was just like, <laughs> he's like, I'm the train man. And he's like, yeah. I don't know if that means, Boom! <laughs> He gets knocked and he eats concrete. You're right. Absolutely. He eats concrete. And the train man gets out of there fast, though. He runs back on that train and gets out of there fast after he hits Neo. He knows it's coming back to him. And he's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but they set him up perfectly because even, like, Saudi says, like, my daddy says the train man doesn't want you on the train. He's a, he's a, he creeps me out or whatever she says. He's a nasty man or whatever she he says. He's sure a nasty man. He definitely yeah, is. Yeah. I'm, I, well, at that point, I'm like, oh, I want to I'm interested in seeing the train man. And I'm like, yeah, he's a nasty man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, he lives up to it. He lives up to his reputation. Or is Train Man put Nasty Man on that? Because he is Train Man slash Nasty Man. <laughs> How about Nathaniel Lee's as Captain Mafune? Is that how you pronounce it? Mafune. Yeah. Here's my favorite moment. Ah! That, this Firing guy's character guns. is basically sitting in there in the machine. It's just... He had to have lost his voice so many times on that set. Because he yells oh, almost every single time you see him. He was so cool. I, him yell, Knuckle up! Oh yeah, oh, knuckle, knuckle up, knuckle up's great. I, I, I am in love with those robots. Yeah, they are so great. It <laughs> doesn't have a lot to do besides shoot robots. And by God, does he shoot some robots? Yeah, and he he talks down to the kid a little bit too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 100%. yeah. But then, then yeah. he comes, but then he comes back around on him. Well, and he's like, okay, you're fine. He he, he does what like a, like a drill sergeant's supposed to do. I guess treating your Guys like trash is what you're supposed to do, but he encourages him <laughs> right before he dies, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's when the kid should have leaned in and been like, "Too late." <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm walking away. I'm with Smith. <laughs> oh shit! No, I got Smithed. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a good performance. I mean, yeah. like I said, I feel like a lot of him is just yelling. It really, is. he has a, the knuckle up line yeah. is really good. Um, you, you that shot to, of him in the thing just firing the gun ah! and screaming it's great you have to credit his charisma for the fact that this is a pretty tiny role yeah yeah. and uh, is, is he he's not in the second one right he's introduced in this he's, movie he's introduced in the second one is he you see him yeah but he doesn't like it's not yeah. even a formal introduction I don't think no it's not yeah um, we actually learned his name is Mifune in this one yeah, yeah. because Locke apparently trusts him more than Morpheus so the fact that he's too, bu- he too, he's too busy uh, burning Morpheus that he's like Mifune I just burned Morpheus <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he I calls said, him I, on the phone. I said this miracles line. You should have heard it. <laughs> the fact that his charisma is so strong that in this pretty tiny role, mm-hmm. he stands out and you remember him. And that image of this movie, like when I think about this movie, I do think of him in the robot with the machine guns yeah. just shouting. Like Matrix Revolutions. This is it. That's the image. Yeah. That's all you need. Uh, when you look at this movie up on HBO Max, that's, the, you know, that's what you see. It's, oh, I would yeah. love that. Yeah. That sells the movie in exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. The trailer should have just been that. Yeah. He was definitely ah! And then finally we have Clayton Watson as the kid. I thought this guy got a name. For whatever reason, I thought he actually received he, a name in he this He might movie. say his name is something. I thought for but... whatever reason, Kyle was sticking to me. But maybe it's because we just did Terminator and I'm thinking Kyle Reese. But I, I swore it was Kyle. The Matrix never... is a sequel to the Terminator franchise. <laughs> But I, I, but I think I, I, I thought he got a name, but I, you know, I, as far as his arc, again, he kind of gets a little arc in this movie yeah. where he starts off as kind of you know he's being talked down to and by Mifune, like, and then he uh, he's steps up, and uh, Mifune has a line where he's like, "What's a pencil neck tube baby doing on my dock?" He, yeah, he calls him like a pod something to a pod, yeah. a pod pod baby or something. He calls him he's something just that's like throwing slurs at this yeah. kid. For- He's very over a wheelbarrow. Yeah, I know he dumps a wheelbarrow <laughs> over, and he's just like he's like, "What's every derogatory term I can call this kid?" Um, but his arc is really good. Like I like when he gets to the end and he really steps up to yeah. the moment, yeah. and you know he helps take down the uh, the the he opens the door yep. to the mm-hmm. tunnel so they can come in. He really steps up, and I really I, I like that, and I think he has a nice arc. He's yeah. this timid little kid, and and he wants to be this adventurer. Like the little we see of him in the second movie, he says, "You know, Neo, I want to be." he has these dreams and these goals yeah and this is him trying to take a step towards that and re- like but you know even though he dreams big he you know he is timid he's he's scared he's yeah. nervous but he learns to uh embrace kind of the craziness and, and what's going on around him mm-hmm. and, and he does get the, the the big move and he he breaks down the barrier which leads to uh mm-hmm. everything you know ending well i mean not ending because they kind of screw everything up <laughs> But well, yeah, the dog was already lost by the time the the uh, the hammer showed up. So I get it. The character showed as being like you said a couple of times. Like he's timid, he's scared. I think they do a very good job in this movie of portraying the danger of the war like, at the dock. Because me and Andrew were talking about it, we were like, "No, thank you." When I run those yeah. wheelbarrows full of ammo just a- around the death robots, yeah. and they're not even close. Like yeah. he was running, I was like, "Oh, should we right there?" And I'm like, "Wow, he's going." That is an Amazon yeah. warehouse he has to run through oh, God. before he gets to any of any one of the robots. And even then, the ammo doesn't go in all the way. He has to climb it and kick it in. Yep, they do a good job, in my opinion, of of presenting the danger of doing this. And it's again, yeah. it, that's I think it speaks to the credit of the movie as a whole. Even though side characters, nothing, in my opinion, 
feels like it's unimportant. I think yeah. everything a side character does, it has a direct impact on the world as a whole. I agree with that, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's the cast. So uh, let's talk budget budget and box office. A budget of 110 to $150 million. Are the budgets the I, same on this, or is this kind of this, like... This, it's, less. this says two different budgets, so I don't know if the budget was combined and they're just splitting it. Right, I, right, I don't right. know how this works. Okay, yeah, um, no, I was I was but curious, yeah, but maybe, that's, when the, I look up maybe the, that's like the amount that went into this movie. Yeah, when I look up the budgets... For these movies, they, the numbers are different, so I'm imagining that right. they're calculated separately. Right. But you're right, because I know, like, when they do, like, these movies together, they usually just, it's one lump sum. So Right, right. Okay. Box office of $427.3 million. Oof. Is that so a sharp drop-off? That's it a drop-off. It's we, like $300 said, million dollar we drop-off. We said $700 something yes. last week. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Wow. It's a significant drop-off. And I think it goes to, I talk about, like... Same the, year release? Well, not just that. I don't think that that's it. I think it's the legacy of these films, like I mentioned last week, is that these second and third movies are not very good. That's what I've heard. And that's how, not how I feel, but that's what right, I've heard. Right, right, right. And I think people were a little disappointed by the second one. It didn't live up to Reloaded, what Reloaded, left a bad taste in and, the mouth. And people yeah. lost interest in this in the finale of it. Right. I think that's, that that's, that's a shame. Yeah. Could you imagine like putting all that work into like a two-part story like that? Having part one just kind of disappoint to the level where people were like, I don't really care about the finale. Peter that's Jackson. pretty, that's, yeah. Peter Jackson can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. But anyway. And I think that goes to show in the in the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score uh, because critics uh, have this at Rotten at 35%. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Wow, and that's wow. really low. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's... Bummer. I didn't know they hated it that much. Yeah, that's that, a, makes... that that goes to like I said, the legacy of this is. Yeah. I see something like that, I'm like, wow, that's low. That's really low. I, when yeah, for a Matrix film too, that's very low compared to the first two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And even an audience score of fresh at sixty percent. So it's like oh. it's just fresh. Just fresh. Yeah. Sixties like I think hmm. the li- literally the one that makes it fresh. Yeah. Interesting. So even audiences though sound like they were divided. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sounds like some people liked it, obviously, but then it sounds like there was a pretty large sect of people that said, not for me. Didn't yeah. like this. Yeah. I mean, the audience isn't that much different from the, the second one. The critics, though, is pretty, that's pretty steep. Uh, that's a sharp drop for critics, I believe. Now, the audience in the second one's 72%. Yeah, no, I think it's not that much. Like, that, compared that's, to, no, that's a pretty significant. Critics, oh, critics were, like what, it. 71? 73. 73. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it, is a, it is a drop both ways. Now, obviously was, more critics, but. For something like that, I, for two movies, like a, a and in the same year it's a pretty significant difference I think okay yeah so I guess so yeah um, or for the audience score so sure. I mean that's my opinion I don't know maybe I'm wrong I don't know and then we'll do a synopsis uh, the war between the machines and humans comes to a climax as the sentinels attack Xeon and the vicious battle rages on meanwhile Neo and Trinity must travel to the machine city to find a way to put an end to the war and finally stop the all powerful Agent Smith I like how you've really um, streamlined the synopsis I like it I, yeah with these the subplots are kind of all like I don't want to say this guy's doing was, this and this was, guy's doing this say, it's to too fair, much also to be fair there's not that much story in this no. one like it's very an action heavy movie so yeah. it kind of feels like there's not a lot to say he, and the, there's there's like the three kind of main sections there's the there's the war going on on Xeon yep. there's the ship trying to get the Xeon and then there's Neo and Trinity going to the machine city right and it all kind of is related or at least the Naomi and the ship stuff is related to the attack on 
on right, Xeon anyway. Right, so that's right. basically one story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and even like the the Neo Trinity going to the Machine City isn't really like focused on that much. It right. only becomes in the later section of the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the story. I mean, we can talk about the story real quick. Like you said, there's not too much going on in the story aspect of this. I feel like this is probably the most streamlined story of all of them. You know, obviously there's a lot of like side character arcs going on and that's fine. But like the main story of Neo, Trinity, specifically, not Morbius. Uh, Morbius, I said it again. God, I'm so excited. I love Jared Leto. <laughs> Um, the main the story of uh, Morpheus kind of gets thrown to the side a little bit but like the Neo Trinity stuff really takes a back seat this movie mm-hmm. until the last hour really mm-hmm. it kind of opens with them but it really takes a back seat to the last hour and even then there's a lot of stuff with Bane in there mm-hmm. and it's you know he's blinded there's big time Jesus allegories going on there's a lot of that happening in the end but uh, you know and Trinity kind of gets offed what a half hour into that hour so it's kind of it's like 25 to 30 minutes left, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's where a lot of the story lies, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. I think is the last hours where a lot of the story that matters yeah. lies compared to the 45 minutes of just straight action. Yeah. We talked about how they used Reloaded to tell the story. Like, yeah. Reloaded is the story movie, and this is the action movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, we're just going to give you one giant big battle for most of the movie. Right. So If these movies were a roller coaster, Reloaded is the way up, does all the work, yeah. and then Revolutions is just going down to finish the ride. Like exactly. It's, it's really so. It's really yeah. It's the drop. smooth. Yeah. It's yeah. It, you're right. It, it, it's it's almost simple in a way. Like not yeah. even as an insult to the movie, but just right, because right. it is just this is I think what people were looking for a little bit more of like hey it's an action movie. Right. Like, it is very yeah, much an action. Definitely movie. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. all the signs we're heading here. They they alluded to this in the first in the first Matrix that there, there's this war going on with the machines. So I mean, all signs point to big action set piece at the at you know at the end of the the franchise in my opinion at least. So I mean. Yeah, it definitely isn't as uh, story heavy. In my opinion, this movie also isn't up its own butt as much as the previous two. <laughs> I, I will agree with that. <laughs> with, with the Finally, common ground. With, with the exception of the some of the Neo stuff at the end, uh, with the Jesus allegory, that just, yeah. it just, you even mentioned, it felt very, very heavily oh, heavy-handed. No, yeah. And that's really the only part that feels that way. Yeah. And the, everything else was like, oh, we're just in a sci-fi world. Right. And we're taking a lot of the philosophical questions out, a lot of the religious aspects out, mm-hmm. except for even... Except the, for God. Yeah, well, even, <laughs> even like, literally the position his body is in when they're when yeah. they're lifting it up it, 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 and they're, they're rising his body it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a crucifixion scene yeah it's like yeah. A, we get it you're God jeez yeah it was, on. it was it was when they started singing hymns that it really <laughs> I thought that was a little on the nose <laughs> when the choir boys showed up behind the choir robots behind yeah, him very up. strange I don't know why um, they did that but yeah I, I enjoyed seeing all of the um, character stories kind of finish up I, yeah I yeah good move good we'll tie it right into our opinions then what are your overall opinions on this film I think we're going to differ on this because I liked Reloaded to a degree like three and a half stars I like this one a little more though and I don't know if it's because I really I think a lot of it for me even though like we just said a lot of the main story happens towards the last hour I liked all the side character stuff in the middle like Mm -hmm. I really liked that they took time to build up the side characters and to me that kind of made it feel like more of a 
living, breathing world as opposed to kind of just leaving these characters yeah. to the side as side characters, yeah. but kind of just making them feel like they are um, recyclable. Like we were actually able to see them have fleshed out stories and see them in their element actually uh, being the best versions of themselves that they mm-hmm. could be during this war. And I really appreciate that they took time to do that. But when it gets into that last hour, like I said, it gets a little muddy with the Jesus allegories and stuff. And I, I like the Smith, the final Smith battle. I think that stuff is really great. Trinity dying is, you know, it's to me, it's not super emotional. I mean, I walked away from it and I was like, okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Makes sense, I guess. Uh, we know she's coming back. I guess it's because I knew Matrix Resurrections was coming anyway, so I didn't really care. But it, it was, uh, it's, it's a good movie overall if you're looking for something that you don't have to, I guess, fully pay attention to for most of the time. Like, I think it, it succeeds a little bit more in that level. So for me, I, I, I thought it was just a tad better than Reloaded because I think it capitalizes just on the side character stories mm-hmm. much better in this one. But that's how I feel about it for the most part. John, I think you're more on the line with him, so I'll have you go. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I like this movie a lot. I, I, I do agree with Andrew. I do think that Revolutions for me is a little bit more, a little bit better for me than Reloaded just because of all of the conclusions we got. Um, that, that I found it very satisfying. I liked, oh, man, there's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of good scenes in this. Like when they meet with the Merovingian and he's like, oh, go get to me the eyes of the Oracle. And Trinity's like, I don't have time. She literally says, I don't have time for this shit. And pu- grabs somebody else's gun to yeah. point at him. Yeah. I did like that. It's, yeah. I thought, oh, we're doing a side quest now. It's like, oh, no, 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 we're just skipping that. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're skipping the fetch quest and we're going right to here's a gun. And Persephone's like, she's going to kill all of us in this room if she has to. Yeah. Like, Persephone's weird. <laughs> Strange character. Yeah. Strange character. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to like in this movie. Like, the, the new Oracle brings your own energy to the role. The ending of the movie I found very interesting. It leaves a lot open. Yeah, I just I really like this movie a lot. Like, the closure, right. or like, the, like the lore they bring in. Uh, like Andrew mentioned already, the, the Smith fight at the end cannot be overlooked. Yeah, that the, the world felt like it wasn't just revolving around the main character. Things were happening. The story was happening, even though the main characters were were over there. Right. Right. Like, yeah. so I, yeah, I, I thought it was good. Cool. I like the movie. Uh, I, I, I know I feel like I may have given the idea that I didn't like the movie. I did like the movie. I did not like the movie as much as you guys did. I have kind of told you, Andrew, that uh, I thought that the first half of Reloaded was the better part of that movie. I think the second half of Revolutions is the better part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for, like, when the battle starts on, I found everything leading up to the battle to be really kind of boring and uninteresting, and I had trouble getting into it. Mm. Um, you do, got, you guys do make some really interesting cases about the side characters, because that was my biggest complaint, that I felt like this movie is very, very side character heavy. But I don't think... Some of them do. You're right. Some of them do. But I don't think that the majority of these side characters do get that fleshed out story. You said that you... They do, they flesh them out. I don't think that they do. And I think that while it's fun to watch this battle, it's kind of exhausting. And it's kind of like, I get to the point where it's numbing. It's like, I think it's about a 45 minute battle. And as we near the end of the 45 minutes, I lost interest because it was going on for a very long time. The movie too, and and, and I know this is a choice that they've kind of made in the other movies, but the movie too, like it looks like everything looks gray. The robots are gray. The world is gray. Mm -hmm. Everything's, it's kind of hard to distinguish certain elements and things. 
is yeah i, I kind of chalk that up to because there's a war going on why would there be color no and i'm not even saying there needs to be color it's just everything to me just even it didn't even look that interesting is what i'm trying to say okay yeah and there's not a much like even if there's like a big action sequence in another movie like even if it doesn't grab my attention it might be interesting to look at sure. i didn't feel like this necessarily was and i like again i like the battle the movie picked up at the battle but i felt like those side characters that they are that they are pushing they could have even a couple more minutes flesh them out in the second one maybe even a little bit more so that they, they do mean a little bit more in this movie okay. and yeah uh it is an interesting choice mm-hmm. i think the movie is messy i mean you kind of mentioned it. it's a little messy at points and for sure a little heavy-handed near the end but overall much easier to deal with than the previous two movies and, and along with those i think it does have trouble balancing some of the story elements, the the main characters. You're right. It is. It, it does fill out that world. You're absolutely right. I, I can't argue at that. It, we, it just feels like we're watching the story. These first two movies, and it's this person. It's Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus. These are the people that are important to this world. These are the people we're going to follow. Mm-hmm. And now we're not going to follow them anymore. Mm. And that was a jarring choice to me. Yeah, it, it okay. did. That did bother me. Sure, especially Morpheus. And I think we're all in agreement on that. I can agree on. Or at I, least I you. can agree on the Morpheus uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, I um, can agree on that. Uh, the the problem, like I said, the problem is these side characters. They just they were never flushed out. And it, you're right. It brings authenticity to the army. Uh, but I felt a kind of emotionless. I didn't have these connections to these characters. And like I said, it was a numbing sensation. It, it, it's it's very long. It's kind of gray. Trinity's death feels very rushed. And a little unearned. And like I said, it does feel like the Wachowskis are going, well, we're ending this story. Let's start killing off some characters. But I did, I did like the movie. And it is fun. Yeah, it's fun. Absolutely. The action yeah, sequences no. are really cool. It's just... Again, I... It's, it's a little too much at some points. Absolutely. You're allowed to critique a movie you like. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, so it's cool. I, I have, I have, a, I have a, a comment and a question I want to ask okay. you about your review, if, if I can. No, of course. Um, comment. It sounds like you feel this about this movie the same way that I felt about the pre like the last Fast and Furious movie yeah. where it's just there's a lot going on okay yeah cool right um, right that's fair so yeah, yeah like that's just, fair. yeah question when you say Trinity's death felt fast uh, felt like it happened really quick I kind of I, I want to know what you mean because they crashed into a building and then she died no it just it just felt like it it kind of comes out of nowhere like well, yeah because they crashed into a building I know but it just like and like well I, it's all I answered this question earlier when I talked about that the way it's even done is a little bit awkward like I mentioned just things like that no that I agree it, with it just, it, it just felt like it happened because it had to happen for the story sure it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel earned. natural or earned yeah that's my big thing to go to your comment too I agree with you on that yeah. and, and that is absolutely a fair take I think it goes down to the level of involvement somebody has in a movie yeah, absolutely. Uh, or emotional connection Andrew and I went on this journey of nine, move, ten movies in the yeah. Fast and Furious world. And by the time we got to nine, we were invested in these characters and these action sequences. Yeah. Yeah. You were not. And I think that's right. absolutely completely fair. And I'm not. You guys are more invested in this world right. and these characters than I am. And I think that, again, I think that's complete. And I know you guys aren't mad at me for critiquing the movie. I know that, but that I'm saying. not true. <laughs> I'm saying that, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm just make, trying to make sure that my points are clear and I don't want it to feel like I'm attacking this movie because you're overall, right. I, I did like this. I did like this movie. Yeah. I, I no, did enjoy it's, this movie. It's all good. Yeah. You're allowed to critique it. I mean, I definitely, you know, I understand your points that you're making. Yeah. So yeah. Because you guys are more positive. I wanted to focus a little bit more on the, the negative aspects of it. Yeah. How much you hate this movie? Yeah. It's <laughs> trash movie. Yeah. No. I. I, I and Shaw, much, much, much better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah as soon, I as, soon as this wrong. mic goes off, uh, fists are flying. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and that's the way it is. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Like I, like I said, I really, I relate to how you feel, like exactly about Fast Nine. Yeah, like it's just it's a lot going on. Yeah, you can relate yeah, to it because absolutely. I totally, as we were watching that movie together, I totally felt your pain because I was like, he doesn't get what's going. You <laughs> know, I, I literally was like, he doesn't fully understand. Like we were really into it. Jumping off the yeah, <laughs> and no, no, and I totally understood why you were feeling the way you were because I was like, you're not as invested in the story and. Right hadn't watched a lot of the movies so for us it was kind of like this is literally the 10th film we're watching in this yeah. thing we're invested but you know i understand that yeah i'm not gonna get into a, a fast nine review no we no no no, no 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 so i don't want to when we do the on. when we do franchise me uh, revisited fast nine. Let's, oh, that sounds great <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll yeah, bring you well, on just to critique it <laughs> once the mic goes off i'll, I'll grab a bat yeah Sounds good. <laughs> John, I appreciate that you can relate to that, and I think yeah, that absolutely. that is interesting. And I think you can tell, even watching this movie, even if you did enjoy it, I think you can tell that, yeah, like this, for somebody who's not invested in this world, a 45-minute action movie not featuring any of the main characters might lose your attention a little For sure. Bit. Yeah, so, absolutely. Let's talk uniqueness. What stands out? In this movie, um, a lot for me. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the uh, the focus on the side characters stands out. The machine city design really stood out to me. <laughs> Literally, yeah, every, did every you really? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, the machine city design I thought was really unique because it, ha- it, it it's different from anything else we've seen. This kind of goes into why some of the stuff you didn't like is that it's very gray when you're in the machine world, right? You know, and this creature comes up to send Neo into. The, uh, uh, they, they, what was that thing? I believe it's called the Deuce Ex Machina. Are you talking about the it, actual, like the like the leader of the planet? Yes, of the yes. The thing that's called up the Deuce Ex Machina into the Matrix. Yeah, it's a giant robot baby face. Yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. like this giant baby face that's in, and I thought that was really unique and cool, I guess, to a degree. But yeah, that whole design really stood out to me, and uh, I guess just the it's, whole action sequence itself, that 45-minute sequence with side characters. It's called Deus Ex Machina in yeah. the movie? I don't know if they cre- it's credited as that. The it is? Is yeah. Oh my god. It, so it's the god of machines? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. what it's credited as. Because uh, I believe that. the I believe the voice actor Kevin Michael Richards, I believe is his name. Um, he is the one who voices it. Huh. So he's credited as that. Okay, so. that's really cool. Interesting. Sorry, I to cut you off. I just that was surprising. No, yeah. I've only ever heard it used as like an expression, like oh yeah, they have a Deus Ex Machina, yeah. not a literal one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, that's bad. that's all I had to cover with my uniqueness. So anybody anybody else can take the reins now. I'm gonna go in the back. You <laughs> you had mentioned the the design of, of the Machine City, as did. Brian, he has it on, on his sheet. I, I mentioned it before in, in the first movie. The designs overall, like seeing the ships that are the same but different, the Sentinels, I, I'm still amazed by them. I like the designs mm. of them a lot. They feel very fluid to me. Yeah. The Machine City being like this weird underwater looking <laughs> area. Like I, I mentioned that when we're watching the, we're watching the movie, right. that looks like it's, it's underwater. I found that very interesting. The robot design <laughs> with the two giant machine guns on the arms, how they deliver the the ammunition the Wachowskis like knocked it out of the park with the design of almost everything right up like yeah fantastic the, the world the actual like the actual world building yes the design of the world and I, and I agree with that I know like I'm credit I'm kind of critiquing more like the color palette than I am the actual like, yeah. designs yeah because they do they do look cool they look interesting and yeah. everything looks interesting so do you have anything else you wanted to I saw your sheet thumb up list of the two things you had listed on your sheet I mean you can <laughs> no, if no. you agree no I I do but like that would, that would be out of spite <laughs> to be like yeah he has nothing to list anymore but yeah I just the design and the lore I thought I think is really is what does it for me yeah I, I agree yeah they have the battle sequence and, and Ni- Niobe I thought Niobe was the true standard yeah, true. yeah kind of the MVP really yeah I thought it very interesting that they they really did hinge a lot 
on this character we met for what 20 minutes total in in reloaded mm-hmm. and they're like all right if we don't make it back humanity's let's, doomed let's bump let's bump her up to like the third most important yeah yeah, like yeah. Third, so that's, yeah. It, that's what's interesting and again this is a lot of retrospective stuff but like wachowski's use enter the matrix the game mm. as a way to like build up the character and to expand on the movie it was released with reloaded and you are supposed to if you play want to game. if you want to get this full experience you're supposed to play the game enter the matrix is basically like the third movie of this weird yeah. year they had of 2003 it's kind of like reloaded enter the matrix it, it's um, it's interesting because it's something it's something that would be, i think be easy easier to do now right because in 2003 uh, yeah because because things are a little bit more available, yeah, and and in like a PlayStation Two game or whatever, right? That they're putting out, you you have to play the game, you know, like yeah. here's a bad <laughs> rendering of Neo. Enjoy. <laughs> um, they couldn't even get Keanu to do the voice. No, I know he was in it. I yeah. know he was in it. But it'd be funny if he was on there just like a guy going, I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. That's his only line in the entire game. <laughs> but does this bring anything new? It focuses uh, heavily on action this time around. I think we see more action in this movie than we've seen in the past two alone. Yeah. Like, that's a really, really big thing in this movie. The, again, the focus on the side characters, like, for most of the movie is very new. Side characters were just side characters in the previous movies. This movie, they are essentially bumped to main cast members for at least 45 minutes. And that's pretty big. And I think the idea, and again, the whole Machine City thing is new. We actually get to see Machine City, which is new. We haven't seen that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know Machine City existed until they brought it up. I, I we mentioned the uh, the baby fields they have. Oh my god! See. Yeah, <laughs> as you just pull in, just of, those fields of like the, the baby- fetuses. Yeah. Oh my god! The fetus crop is high this year. Like they got <laughs> it. It's just it's so such an unsettling part of the movie. Yeah, it's actually a little like disorienting and like throw it throws you off when you see it because you yeah. go, oh my god! Like they're all <laughs> about to be. They're supposed to be born into this world, and uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of yeah. them, and that's gonna that's gonna cause problems. That's gonna cause overpopulation problems. That economic problems yeah. as we're seeing here in the real world <laughs> go ahead um I, you, you mentioned it though is that what is uh, new is that this uses the second movie to build up to this action sequence right and again that's something i think we are seeing kind of now or we're getting mm-hmm. a little bit more of a, a uh, we're using previous movies in a franchise to get a bigger payoff in other movies and they right. don't have to worry like even the fast and furious movies we mentioned that four is kind of the character developing movie mm-hmm. so five can kind of be the all-out action movie. Right, right. One of the best action movies of uh, of the 2010s. But, you know... One of the most um, important movies of all time, too. Yeah. John, I I know you love that movie. This is Furious. Well, we'll we'll bring him back for a franchise me. uh, Revisited Fast Fast Five. Five And he'll be on that one, too. He tells us how wrong we are. Using the previous movie to build up to that and, hey, we don't... We can take 45 minutes to just dedicate to an action movie because we don't need to because... Or we don't need to do this character development because we already did that. Right. Right. So, yeah, th- th- that's what's new to me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then, how about what is the best scene? <sighs> Man, I had to think about this one for a while because the scenes in this, it's kind of this straight. Yes action thing man i think with revolutions i feel like i i don't want to pick the smith fight again because i feel like i did that last time so i don't want to pick the smith fight i feel like that is my scene but i want to go with something different maybe because it feels cheap to just be like smith fight again it's really good and it is really good i think this time i'm going to go with actually the um the merovingian scene at the beginning (sighs) i'm going to take that scene this time and just do that because i think it's a really good way i i I know you didn't like the beginning of the movie ryan like you kind of was like the beginning's a little slow i I like that part 
I think that whole club scene is really good because, yeah. again, mm-hmm. there's a lot of focus on Seraph, and he's really excellent. You know, and the Merovingian, dude delivers, man. Yeah. He delivers in that small scene. He's just yeah. a very tiny thing, and yeah. he delivers, and, um, you know, and it goes crazy really quickly because he tries to send them on the side quest, and Trinity's like, no, we're not doing that. So I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that aspect of it. Well, I think it's I think it's a str- one of the stronger scenes in this movie. When I mentioned, like, I didn't like the, the first half of this movie, it's a lot of the stuff that's outside of the Matrix. When they do gotcha. go in the Matrix in the beginning, I do like that stuff. Right, right. John, best scene? Sorry. Well, I, no, you're good. <laughs> I, I got a bunch of this You movie. can pick the same I, scene. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. Do we do I it all the time? Pick. Yeah, true. I'm gonna I'm gonna not do that because there are other great scenes in the movie that deserve to be highlighted. So the scene where I I really liked the sequence where I don't know if it's I'm not sure what counts as one scene, so I could be wrong. The sequence where Z and the other woman are going around trying to launch the rockets at at the large yeah. walkers. Yeah. I really I like that a lot. I found that whole sequence very immersive. You know, they're they're like two people just trying to help do the whatever they can. Yeah, and I I liked. The, the way that the Sentinels are flying around the drills, acting like the humans have hardly any incoming fire. But if mm-hmm. they do, the Sentinels are flying around blocking it. So that sequence I found, I found very interesting. And since you didn't mention it, I'll mention this meth fight because holy crap. It's like, great. Yeah. It's fantastic how how cocky Smith is in the beginning. Well, for the entirety of the fight, really. Because um, he knows he can't lose. <laughs> yeah, that's that, if, that's just baked into his personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even if he does quote-unquote lose, there are still a million more more of him right. that are right. gonna be there. Right. And the 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 ending of it after he, you know, he's absorbed the Oracle and she manages to somehow just get a sentence out to Neo mm-hmm. that gives him some encouragement to stand back up and just keep going. Right. And he delivers that monologue about, you know, why do you keep going? Why do you persist? Such a great scene. Yeah. Um that's a good choice. Yeah, those are my those are my two. Nice. I have a couple uh like honorable mentions. The kid taking over during the battle for yeah, uh, for, yeah. for Mifune. I thought it was really good and opening the gate with the help of Z. Yes. I really like that. Mm-hmm. The Neo and Bane slash Smith battle. So that, that, that. but yeah, I, I, I picked the orc on the Agent Smith scene. Oh, yeah. I really like that scene. Yeah, that's a great scene. You know, she kind of, he, I think he says... Like, did you know it was coming? And like, and she just kind of like, yeah. she just like, she just knows she knows what's going to happen. She's not afraid. She doesn't right. really care, you know. And she's like, just do it. Yeah, she literally is just like, just do what you came here to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I find that scene very interesting too because they mentioned earlier that she is unable to see past a certain point mm. because yeah. I, I think they mentioned if you don't understand the choice, you can't see what's going to happen because of it. Yeah. Right. And like Smith doesn't even know why he's doing this. He's just doing it because he thinks he needs to. Yeah. The whole scene's great. The Hugo Weaving's monologue. Yeah. You know, you put these cookies here deliberately, purposefully, and then he knocks the thing away. He's like, you know I was going to do that? Like a petulant child yeah, almost. Right. And then she goes, oh, what happened to Sati? And then the one Smith walks up. Oh, cookies need to be baked with love. And she calls him a bad and he goes, you would know, Mom. It's just like, again, the... Got him. The, the, well, the, the lore gets delivered and just so matter-of-factly, like, if you weren't paying attention, you were going to miss it. Isn't it implying that he is her her son? Yeah. That's what that's what I thought. Very interesting. Yeah, because her, her and the architect were... They, they made the Matrix. So yeah. They, like, I, I guess... Well, he does, he does say she's the mother of the oh, Matrix. Yeah. yeah. So small, makes sense. small little architect thing at the end of the movie, yeah. too, when he comes walking out. We didn't well, really mention it, I was going to say that, thing. that that scene in what you said does tie into the ending where Seraph says, did you know what was going to happen and she says no but I would say no but I hoped it would yeah and he, and the, the architect even derides her for having hope oh I skipped over another scene that I like the, the, the scene in the train station yeah with um, oh, that's really good. Yeah, Sati and her dad. I forget what his name is. They introduced the, the concept of of the programs and being able to 
to feel love and you know even says that's a human emotion he goes no it's a word Be- mm. and they can they can comprehend the word understand what it means and then right, apply it right. to their own he says he loves his daughter very much right. and and the oracle has hope because that's well, that's part of her programming but yeah the, the concept of the machines you know adapting a more human way of being yeah i found very interesting and it'd yes. be interesting because sati is a character that apparently is returning Really? That's what I've heard. Oh, so, man. Wow. Incredible. So, oh, yeah. She, I think she's being played by uh, uh, Nick Jonas's wife. Yes. Oh, there's say Nick Jonas. I yeah, no, like, Nick Jonas's wife. Yes. I don't remember her. Yeah, Priyanka I, Chopra. Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. Chopra. That's Jonas. Name. Yeah. Jonas. Sorry. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, so she's going to be. I don't. I hope that wasn't like a spoiler, but uh, it's announced that she's in it. So. Oh, okay. She pops up in the trailer. Well, no, I'm glad you told me because I feel like I wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, she's so she's going to be. She's going to play like an adult. Salty. So it's right. gonna be really interesting to see because well, I think like the Oracle now. Well, I, because oh, well, the Oracle cool. says yeah. doesn't the Oracle say or it's implied that that the she's Oracle believes over? that she is an important like she's important like there's a reason why the right, Oracle right. wants to protect her because right. even though they view her as a useless program, she doesn't have a purpose. The Oracle knows that she's going to be important one day. She does something to the sun at the end of the movie. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, and and she's like, like wait, I did that for what? Mia. What? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> you can change the sun? Is okay. she gonna Maybe not, next, maybe not the next world, but is she the next architect? Oh, wow. Ooh, that's a better question. The implications. I did that for Neo. Sweetie, are you <laughs> the architect? <laughs> are you the architect, sweetie? Like... Sweet Pea, you did that, huh? That's really something. <laughs> what if the architect... You. you. <laughs> the architect shows up and's like, don't mess with my sons. And then he just walks away and that's all you see of him. Classic old white man <laughs> stuff right there. Slapping children. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my sons and he just walks away oh man if only but before we do connectivity we uh you want to give our uh ratings of the film oh man yeah i i so I think after this conversation, I'm going to put this at a solid three and a half stars. Yeah. Again, I, I had it at four, but I think three and a half is the better option here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to put it there because I think after this conversation, there's a lot of good points made. I think that's where it belongs. I think that it goes like I know obviously one has to be better than the other. But I, it, I think it's like right alongside. Like it's it would be I think weird it's, to. It's, it, I think it's you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's right next to reloaded. It's, it's weird to like rate one like yeah so low and one so high like yeah. if, and look if somebody says that the second one's a two and a half and the third one's a five like that's fine but it would be that's weird to me because yeah. they're pretty much the same movie right to, exactly like, to me like it is continuation yeah it literally so, says to be concluded um i gave this three stars once again nice cool uh i gave reloaded a, a, a like a three three and a half three point seven five yeah, yeah i'm gonna probably just bump up a, like a quarter point to a four for this one wow. um, okay question for the both of you then sure if reloaded revolutions were one movie full runtime of you know four hours but, <laughs> like obviously ryan would not like that he no you, it, you don't like long movies I'm, no not not i don't have a problem with long no, movies. no no i'm sorry you you have a problem i it's... think that they need to the time the runtime needs to be earned if right. if you're going to do something like look, that we're getting off topic, but yeah, like I, Zack Snyder's Justice League four hour one time really really enjoyed that movie masterpiece. My, uh, we'll oh, talk about five. that one day. But but my point with that is is I mean is that long? Clearly it's long, right? You know, it, it would never be put in theaters. No, that, way. that no, was the point but, we were making, right? But. Uh, and 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 could he edit that to be a shorter movie that's better than the what we got in the theaters? Yes. So they, that's my point: is 
I just want to know what the rating would be if there were one movie instead of two. Well, 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 I know that because when you when you you presented the idea of the movie being like four hours, and I was like, well, Ryan. Knowing him, he has feelings about long movies, so I wanted him to oh, express oh, his feelings oh, oh. about like a long movie. There's, there's because a reason you, you you have said, especially not just with Justice League, um, but with other Snyder movies, you're like edit your movie, and you get really <laughs> intense about that. So I wanted to give him a chance to talk about it. There's a reason why it took me so long to watch Titanic. <laughs> yeah, because it was mm. so long. But long um, like three hours. Yeah, it's three to six, three and a half hours. Nice. It's almost it's close. To, yeah, it's like close to three and a half. Good movie um, though. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But um. No, uh, if it was one movie, runtime aside, thank you. Uh, sure. aside. I think that uh, I think I would like it. I think I would like it uh, more. You know? I think I would four star it if it was the case. Okay. If that was the case, but I think the separation maybe it is. I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard because it's it's. Yeah, I'm trying to look at at this movie individually because it is an individual movie no yeah. i know you know it's got a different title and everything yeah. it's not like reloaded part one part two if it, and even then like i know as stupid as and as pointless it is if it was that even maybe i yeah. give it a little bit more credit yeah, yeah. i don't know right yeah but, so yeah i mean I, I i agree with you right i think i think that i would like it more if it were one movie instead of being separated yeah by the by the gap it'd be painful to sit through the whole thing at one time but like run around time aside, one long movie yeah. I think would have been better than yeah. agreed. Two yeah, ones. completely agree. And I know what, and I think the Wachowskis probably agreed too. I think that if this mo- these movies were made today, they would probably be a little bit more lenient on something like that. Or they said, mm-hmm. "Well, we can do it, but it's got to go on like HBO Max." It would just stream like, now, like right. Zach Snyder's Justice stream. League. Yeah. yeah, like we can't put that in theaters, but we can use it as a draw. What's interesting too is even if it was streaming and they did this in two parts. They could release it a week apart from each other nowadays. Yeah. Like, they yeah. could be like, oh, part one is on f- this Friday and part two comes out next Friday. Yeah. They could do that. But I think that, you know, it just wasn't, it was definitely at the time was not appropriate to put out a four-hour movie. It's, it's too, it's <laughs> oh, too right, long. Right. Well, then let's talk connectivity. How does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? It finishes the story. That's really what it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's it. It finishes the story. No, I, I, thank God it does. I, thank God it does. Because if they went a different direction and said, we're not doing that now, that's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. I mean, well, hey, we're going to be talking about franchises that like set up an ending and then just never got to that ending. Divergent, cough, yeah, cough, yeah, divergent. divergent, cough, cough. <laughs> but uh, not only does it continue the story, but it continues to expand on the concepts and philosophies established in the previous film. Agreed, mm-hmm. yeah. So, is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? Yes. I mean, it has to continue. So, yes, I think it is worthy worthy because again it's a part two so yes yeah yeah i think and and we'll get to this when we do rankings i don't want to get into it now but i do i i do think think. no well i'm not gonna argue with you guys because i i understand your points but i think that personally it's the worst movie in the franchise but it's not like significantly like we talked about two and three they're pretty close together i just have to pick one over the other right right absolutely totally get that but it's still it's still entertaining and it's enjoyable and uh it's pretty mostly a satisfying to the story yes agreed well before we do the future of the franchise let's do casting and some fun facts not much casting i was gonna say could you imagine if they were just like we have all these new people we're gonna put in this movie you're gonna love it because obviously, Wachowski, stop it! <laughs> stop Wachowski. This uh, movie was cast. It was shot back to back with the second movie. We established this cast in the second movie. So, a couple of things. Gloria Foster, as we did mention, I believe, last week, did pass away while filming these movies. That's a major cast. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, they did. It said when I read that she did not finish 
the third movie. So I don't know if she actually did film some if she scenes. she was filming, yeah. And then they just like, well, we have to, we can't use that. We have to replace the entire mm-hmm. character. That's really curious. I wonder if you get like the Matrix Revolutions. I wonder if she has like deleted scenes. Maybe. There, you know what maybe. I mean? I wonder if there was like maybe like a deleted scenes of her, Good like way. from some yeah. of her work. So they did, they did replace her with Mary Alice. Uh, and the other one, the other piece of information is Ian Bliss was apparently uh, chosen for the character of Bane, mostly due to his impression of Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Could you imagine that casting call? Do Hugo Weaving. Mr. Uh, Anderson, you're in. Uh, so then, fun facts. The film had an unprecedented simultaneous global release, yeah. meaning that the film was released at exactly the same moment in basically every major city mm-hmm. in the world. Oh, wow. Which means yeah. the film... Opened on November 5th at 6 a.m. in Los Angeles, 9 a.m. in New York City, 2 p.m. in London, 5 p.m. in Moscow, 11 p.m. in Tokyo, and on November 6th at 1 a.m. in Sydney, as well as over 50 other countries in the world. That would drive me crazy if I had to go see this movie at 1 a.m. in the morning. Well, just you you could just see it the next day. You could see it the next day, but the <laughs> but like that type of marketing would like drive me crazy yeah. where they're like, oh, the movie opens at 1 a.m. here. Also, just I feel bad for the theater workers having to be there <laughs> to sit through the movie like that. I mean, we've worked in the movie theater, John. You and I both know what that's like. And when people when the movie finishes, you have to clean up. Working in movie theaters, like what I'm trying to say is the late night showings, you would have yeah. to stay really late and clean up after. So yeah. imagine being there at 1 a.m., this movie letting out at like after 3, and then you having to stay yeah. there till you know, 5 o'clock in the morning cleaning. I'd be angry. I mean, I imagine <laughs> this theater just didn't open. They just didn't do it. Want to bet? Well, they they know, but it's not been released, prob- but I it's believe It's probably it, you know. one major theater in each they, of these countries. I, I, yeah, you're probably you right. It's probably, they probably bought one theater out and said, this is the theater it's going to open out if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Right. It's an, it's an interesting concept. I, I can see why it didn't catch on. But right. It is an interesting concept. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it's also that way, and it's funny because the internet really, I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is a way, I guess, to, to avoid spoilers because we've, you know, with the release of Spider-Man No Way Home <sighs> yeah. recently, yeah. we know how difficult that is. Yeah. We're, well, we're, just, we're recording this like the day after release. Yeah. yeah. And people get online immediately and just yeah. try to ruin the fun for everybody. Yeah. Like our co-host yeah. here spoiled the whole movie for me. You asked us to. Keanu Reeves was reportedly paid $15 million for the film, which actually equals out to be about $400,000 for Every minute of screen time. That's amazing. Didn't we talk last week about uh, uh, the guy who played Tank asking yeah. for a million? One who was million. arguing that he shouldn't get a million? Was that you? Yeah. Yeah, I still think that's wrong. I think okay. if Keanu's making fifteen million, I believe I, I felt like he could make a million. That's fair. But, yeah. I, I, sorry, I was arguing that he should make a million. I'm saying that if you're part of the like the Matrix series, bite the bullet and take a little bit less, and then I don't know. You were very adamant. You said he should. He you said he doesn't deserve it. Okay. <laughs> Listen back. In a 2020 interview on the Team Deacons podcast, Bill Pope, who worked as a cinematographer on the original trilogy, described working on the second and third films as being a very negative experience. Oh, no. Um, he mentioned that there was more pressure put on those films because he kind of said, like, the first right. movie was, like, no... Like, I, we talked about it in the Legendary, first... Legendary, really. Well, well, well so we right. talked about that they, they, they gave him money and they said, just go make your movie and nobody really paid attention to right, what they were doing. Right. And now... Hey, this is a big movie. These are going to be big sequels. This is a 
big franchise we're trying to make. Right. Everybody's looking at them, pressure mm-hmm. put on them. Right. But he did also say that, like, the Wachowskis became inspired by Stanley Kubrick, and apparently he wrote, like, a book, and he mentioned in the book that uh, he believed that, like, actors don't naturally give good performances or their best performances until they are exhausted. Yeah. So they ran, like, take after take after take after take after take up to, like, 90 times, Bill Pope said, Jeez. to just drain these actors, which <laughs> is a little excessive. And and he yeah, said, like, I mean, he, Bill Pope went on the record saying, like, he wants to, like, a quote was, like, I want to dig up Stanley Kubrick and kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the thing is, Incredible. too, like, that's when you, like, look, Kubrick is a genius in his own right. He has created some of cinematic masterpieces. There's no doubt about that. Like, I will, I will die at the grave saying 2001 A Space Odyssey is an incredible film. It is. But when you read that book and, like, that's what you get out of it, like, <laughs> that's kind of a problem to me. Like, if the Wachowski's reading this book and going, yeah, wearing down the actors. That's what we should take from this. I, I, I It feels like they just took the wrong thing. Instead of yeah. maybe, like, I, I'm wondering, I've never read this book, but I'm wondering if there was maybe, like, Kubrick talking about, like, you know, all the other intricate things, like set design and production and, you know, all of that. That's what I would want to know about. Yeah. But the fact that they read the book and went, we should wear out the well, actors. That just feels a little bit like you took the wrong thing from this book because that also, there's a lot of stuff with Kubrick there, especially from, like, the shining with Shelley Duvall I mean she she was like oh wore, yeah I mean he really wore her out during that filming and it's just it's I don't feel like that's a safe practice for actors but that's just me but I guess if you're Keanu Reeves making 15 million you bite the bullet but even for 15 million you know <laughs> to me this doesn't seem like a movie that needs no those it doesn't performances like like The Shining, this is another a blank right, space right. in my filmography. I've never seen The Shining, but I know that it's you know has these these insane performances, specifically Jack Nicholson and and Shelley Duvall, yeah, like yeah. you mentioned. These movies don't don't need that. It's not on the same level. I disagree. I think we need ninety shots of Mifune screaming, <laughs> "Knuckle up!" <laughs> he was. That's what I'm saying. He you do that. That scene specifically. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 that's what I'm saying about that guy, though. Probably like losing his voice on set yeah. but like take 90 he's like guys I can't do it anymore I, I can't like, shout and knuckle up at a gravelly voice again <laughs> stop with Chowskis yeah. I can't do it anymore stop with again like it, it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about this entire time is that maybe the Wachowskis are too kind of focused on like the artistic a nature of it all. Uh-huh. Maybe they're they're too busy kind of patting themselves in the back. And, and, yeah. and I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I give them credit for what they've done in these movies. Right. I have enjoyed these movies. But what I'm hearing a little bit more about how they are as directors, I'm losing a little bit of interest in them. You made a really good point too that it feels like a lot of the production of this movie they're just going to go to their graves with and not really um, speak about the production. Because I think the production of these two movies were a little bit messier and more negative than we've all been led on to believe to a degree because like i said bill pope obviously is speaking out about but there it feels like maybe there there was more going on we didn't really hear about and i feel like <laughs> the wachowskis are just going to kind of never well, speak about it really well they're like john you mentioned they are like notoriously they're notoriously private yes, yes they don't I, talk about anything I, I, really I, yeah they're going to take it to their graves but it, it's curious that more people haven't come out and spoken on the production of the movie but anyway yeah stay tuned for the re- to the retrospective for my wachowski rant oh my god that's coming up i'm being shackled yeah you yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're self-imposed chains, my man. Yeah. 
No, 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 no. I've, I've, we've, we've talked. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Um, and then uh, the last little piece of information is the design of the the Dewey Sex Machina, the leader of the machines, yes. like I mentioned, was actually based off of the Wachowski's infant nephew, mm-hmm. which you mentioned. It is a, oh, like a baby, like a baby machine. Yeah, Johnny, you have a couple of pieces of information you want to add? Uh, yeah. So during the Smith fight, uh, if you happen to see this movie in IMAX or like on a large enough screen, uh-huh. it's not raining. It's pieces of the Matrix yes. falling. It, the Matrix is falling apart. It's That's code. interesting. It's code falling to the ground. It's not rain. That's interesting. Yeah. What a cool little treat for people who saw it in IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. And I that blew me away. Yeah. I was very surprised. I haven't seen a movie in IMAX in a really, really, really long time. This movie was not called Matrix Revolutions until after shooting had started. Oh, oh no, after shooting. Yeah. Today. Oh, it's called Burly Man. <laughs> Bur- Burly Man. Well, we, Burly well, we man. talked about this nice. is that, that they use, they use like, the fake yeah. names when they are filming. No, there was no name for the movie until after shooting was done. Yeah, well, I know. They didn't, they were like, hey, we don't even need to worry about naming right. it because we so don't need it right now. <laughs> but like on the like, set, yeah. they were like, they were Burly like, man. you know, scene well, one, take one, Burly Man. Well, the, <laughs> well the, I guess, I, I guess it, it's a connection because the, the fight scene between Neo and Agent Smith is referred to as the Burly Brawl. Oh, interesting. In, in the okay. second, in the second yeah. movie, right, right, in the right, second right. movie, okay, the, yeah, the big CGI one. Yeah, um, interesting. It's called the Burly Brawl. Interesting, so. interesting. Okay. The only other thing is they, they they have a nod to mouse. They mentioned that Ted is a tasty wheat billboard. Yes, there's in, a in the oh, subway. Oh, that's cool. They mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I, like I rewatched, I was like, man, what's going on? So God, tasty, so tasty weed. And mouse. then somebody had mentioned it was it's a, it's a nod to mouse. Yeah, poor mouse. Yeah, he didn't deserve what a that. brave guy. He didn't deserve that. No. Well, let's do future of the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? Well, we're getting one. <laughs> well, then, um, but should there have been at the time? I think in 2003, when you watch all the when you watch the two main characters die, I say no. I wouldn't have wanted to see anything beyond that. You know, if if it's 2003, no. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird because we are getting one. We're just Obviously, just in a week. Resurrections, uh, uh, as of the recording. I guess the answer kind of depends on how the resur- how resurrections is. Yeah, because it will go to show of like, hey, this this actually has been a really great world that they could have been revisiting this entire time. Right. Or it's like, oh, maybe this is something they shouldn't have brought back. Right. Right. So I'm just gonna say no. Often yeah, it should be a sequel. Like, nice. e- even, even the stories, the story's over. So you don't even think the, the oh. resurrection should be made? No. Interesting. But, I, I but think... you are excited for the film. Oh, yeah. I think so a lot. I, I, I love the Matrix. Like, Keanu, you know, all the stuff I've been saying. I just, I think Revolutions was the Matrix story, at least with Neo, had come to a close. Right. If, if they were going to do a sequel, I think it should have been in a, a different Matrix. Right. Okay. Well, cool. We don't know if this new one might be. That's true. We'll see. Also, like I said, I don't think Neo died. Interesting. Okay. Can, cool. Um, cool. 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 You know, so we were all kind of in agreement that there probably shouldn't have been, but if there, if there was, okay, what would you want to see in the future? <laughs> Dare I say, Neo's resurrection? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, no, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Here's what you do: you do a Morpheus movie. You go full Morpheus, and you say, "Hey, we understand that uh, we made him a side character these last two movies, so we're going to give you guys what you want." I think you do a Morpheus movie. Rumors of a Morpheus. His prequel had been floating around for a very long time. Um, At this point, though, Lars Fishburne's just too well, old No, it would have been a prequel. Or they would have casted a younger Oh, uh, they would have cast a young... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> they de on Fishburne and make him Actually, do... they probably, well, no, could, how, how they probably would do that. How old is he? I think he's pro- he's got to be in close to his late 50s, early 60s now, I imagine. Yeah, he's not going to want um, to do all that for Morpheus, I don't think. Harrison Ford's in his 70s. Yeah, he's, he's out there doing, doing Indiana Jones 5, man. That's fair. That dude's out there doing Indiana Jones. I mean, he's breaking every bone in his body, halting production at every stunt. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
as far as what I, what I would want to see in a in a in a sequel, if one had to get made, I would have rather seen a different Matrix, maybe a um. Something oh we, yeah. Yeah, something we hadn't seen already. Like, mm -hmm. love Neo, love Shuri, Morpheus, you know, the whole crew, the A-team, they're great. I, his story is concluded. Like, I I feel the same about this crew as I do about uh, the Skywalker family in Star Wars. Like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to focus on them with right, everything right, they do. Right, Yeah, so that's... Somebody that's... didn't like the Mandalorian season two finale. That's true, I didn't. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, do you mean, I, when you're saying, like, another Matrix, are you saying you would want to see one of the previous five that have existed? One of the previous five or the next or one. The next Interesting, one. okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I literally have, you know, let's see what happened to Neo. Did he really die? Like, you yeah. you said you didn't think he might not have. And if the answer uh, is yes, then maybe it's just a deeper version of the Matrix. And then they need to explain how that works properly, what's right. going on there. Yeah. So what franchise star would you add to this franchise? You know, they're making... And, hey, the, we're getting the fourth movie in 2021. I'm going to stick so. with... I'm going to stick with 2021. I'm not going to try and, like, cast it for, like, 2004 or 5. I, I, I don't have franchise stars of that time. No. So I'm going to stick to 2021 because that opens up the, the floodgate a little bit with newer stars. I think if you're doing a Matrix movie, again, it sounds crazy, but I think you kind of maybe open up that MCU pool a little bit. What about, like, a Robert Downey Jr. in those movies? <laughs> would that work? Weird. Does that work? I feel like he would do it. It. I feel like he could probably pull mm. it off. I don't know. He seems kind of like an odd dude. I what think about if, what about a Rooker? Like a Rooker? Oh my god, a Rooker would be great. Yeah, be Rooker. Yeah, yeah, Rooker would be really good. That's a good choice. Maybe like a Nathan Fillion. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, was, is he in a, fr a franchise? He's in Guardians he's of the in, Galaxy, yeah, he, and yeah, uh, he did the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, well, he made Small like his, he has a connection with James Gunn. He's in a, he's in every James Gunn movie. Yeah. What was he in Guardians of the Galaxy? He's like in the first one. He's like the blue guy that group puts his trees up his nose. Really? In the prison. Yeah, yeah, that's him. And oh my the second God. movie, there's a poster of a movie for Nathan. I don't Fillion even think it made it in it, it in in a deleted scene. There was going to be a, a movie theater, and there was going to be posters of an actor called uh, I believe it's um, Simon Will Simon something. Simon but something. It's... It was going to be Nathan Fillion. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, um, it's so cool. Yeah, I, I'll take one of those too. Nathan yeah. Fillion. What about you, John? I'm leaning toward. I think is it a good time right now? Uh -huh. I'm leaning going for you and McGregor. Yeah. I Ooh, think I'd like, a good I'd like to see him. I liked how he portrayed Black Mask in the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. I think I'd like to see him be a villain in something else. And yeah. I think this would be cool to see well, him just be an evil agent. I was going to say, because I know he was, we talked about how he was apparently up for the role of Neo. Mm. Would you want to see, if you're talking about a rebooted version of, of The Matrix, do you want to see him be the one? No. <laughs> okay, great. I, um, I mean, we're, he's moving fine. along. I, just, <laughs> sir, I didn't mean to be so like like show my answer, but no, I'm not really. Yeah, not really. If you know. if we're doing this, we need to go young. We need to go hot. I got two actors. Oh. Uh, how about this guy, uh, Jai Courtney and Sam Worthington? <laughs> I was like, yes. no, absolutely, no, no, no. I was like, no, no, no. no, no my no, no. my uh, my actual pick, Idris Elba. Great oh, choice, yeah, yeah great he choice. Oh, he's in Hobbs and Shaw. He's in Hobbs and Shaw. He's, he's in he Suicide is. Squad. Suicide Squad. Um, he's, gonna, he's, he's in Marvel. He's in Thor. Oh my yeah. God, yeah, he's in okay. Thor. All right, and if now. Sonic gets a third movie, yeah. he'll be uh, part of the Sonic franchise. All right. I know they're doing two, but I think it's going to be successful enough to get a trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a, he's a really good. Trilogy. I'd love to see him be in this. And I mean, we like I said, we use the term franchise star like pretty loosely. I, like I think though, Idris Elba's really finally getting like the attention he really deserves recently, yeah. in recent years. Like yeah. it really. Kind of starts with Thor, but like just his trajectory through the 2010s, he's 
really starting to get like the proper. Oh yeah, uh, I know. For a long time, it was like the Idris Elba as James Bond like thing. I love yeah, that. I'd love yeah. it too. I think he's just reached that age where it's yeah. Well, the problem is that know. one that I remember was going on like the Craig films were like, yeah. oh, they're gonna end, but there's another one. Yeah. But they're gonna end. But there's another, another one. one. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, then let's rank these films, and I'll just start oh, with boy. this. Personally, personally, I, I know you'd put Revolutions last. My personal rankings is number three, Revo- The Matrix Revolutions. Number two, The Matrix Reloaded, and number one, The Matrix. Right. But I think, look, we and this is one of the useful things about having a third person. There's three people in this room. I think majority rules, and I understand your opinions here. So I'm willing to go with what the majority thinks here. Okay, I'm not going to, again, because these movies are pretty close. It's not a significant difference mm-hmm. in my ratings. If, right. if I thought Reloaded was a four-star movie... And, and Revolutions was two and a half, I would make my case. Right. But they're both three-star movies. Right, so it's so, kind of like... Yeah, so... Okay, cool. Let's yeah, do I, our, I was worried. I was thinking about that, and I was like, I don't know if we're going to be on the same page, but retrospective, we need an official ranking. Yeah. And maybe those things shift as as time goes on. You know, maybe yeah. we see Resurrections and things shift. But, you know, for right now, I'm we'll, we'll agree for this for right so now. So let's do... So then our, our overall collective ranking is yeah. number three... The Matrix Reloaded. Number two. The Matrix Revolutions. And number one. The Matrix. Well, do we have any closing comments, final things we want to say about this movie? I mean, not even like this trilogy, because there is another yeah. movie, but this yeah. is the, um, this is the ending of this story. You know, there is yeah. another movie, but it's a different thing. I, I think for these three movies, I, I guess generally, like you're saying, as a trilogy, it's a pretty solid trilogy. I know this mm-hmm. is you and I, uh, Ryan, uh, you and I, we both have jumped into the Matrix for this for the first time, and I got quite a bit out of it i really enjoyed it like i said i think the first movie is kind of the gold standard of this franchise overall but you know the, the these last two movies they're not hard watches mm. you can you know, they're fun this last one revolutions straight up action movie it's a good story overall i think it's worth people's time and i i got a lot out of this trilogy that i wasn't expecting and um i kind of just enjoyed this trilogy more than i thought i was going yeah. to and you know i i think it's they're, they're solid movies overall you know i'm really excited to get to resurrections next week because i'm curious about where we're going to put that in this because we literally have this trilogy of movies and i know this is supposed to be like 20 years later it's this continuation of a story so i'm really curious about where that's going to end up in the ranking but for right now as far as this trilogy is concerned i say it's worth people's time and it's a really good watch if you haven't seen it watch it because you know no matter how you slice it you can see the influence on film that these movies had i think resurrections is going to kind of be like the make or break movie like yeah where this ranks as a franchise is <laughs> right. going to kind of fall on to resurrections and, right. and if, even if resurrections is like decent it's you know yeah this is going to kind of leave this franchise like i don't know man like i don't know where it's going because yeah because as we're getting closer to the end of this franchise yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think of like where are we going because we're ranking these franchises. Yeah. Where are we going to place this? And I know Terminator was kind of a middling thing, but there's some really, really strong things in there. So it is going to be an interesting... Yeah. It's yeah. going to be really interesting. Uh, I don't think... And, and again, maybe this is spoilers or whatever. I don't think it, this is a threat of taking the number one spot uh, over uh, Fast no, and Furious no, 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 so no. far. I don't, I don't think this is going to take the number one spot. But this is kind of battle for the number two. So we'll, Resurrections, it's going to kind of come really, there. Yeah, it really all hinges on uh, next week when we see this movie of what we're going to decide but yeah I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go yeah john great trilogy i i, I think it's it's pretty strong start to finish there's a few things we even touch on that are probably more 
like retrospective stuff like right, right. Morpheus's story arc from kind of being a zealotous captain to more of just instead of trusting the prophecy he trusts in Neo unless you know he goes from being from thinking he'll do it because he is the one to thinking he'll do it because of who he is and what he's done yeah, so far right. but yeah I, I don't have much more to add it's always strong I'm hoping that Resurrection lives up to the hype because <laughs> it's got some big shoes to fill for a movie that I don't for think for sure for a movie that I don't think should have been well, made yeah well, John yeah. like I said to you when we watched the first movie together is the one thing I'm really interested in looking forward to with Resurrections is to look at what they were accomplishing in 1999 and 2003 with mm-hmm. special effects and, and the mm-hmm. techniques they were using. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see if they bring any of that energy or like uniqueness to Resurrections and to see yeah. what they can do with more modern special effects and and designs and everything. So it's, it is going to be very interesting and we'll see what happens. Because they, they made new techniques they, they revolutionized like how, how action scenes can be shot with with the first Matrix and this one they had uh, I think I think there was rigs people were running upside down yeah, in that yeah, one scene yeah. like they I'm surprised people don't do more upside down fight scenes like that it was really interesting to me it was very dynamic yeah like they they did a lot for how action movies should be shot we mentioned in the first movie as well but yeah they they, they got some they have some big shoes to yeah. fill. Yeah. And and you mentioned, you know, things that you want to cover in the retrospective and that's you know, that's kind of why we do that is it is our one last chance to look at this franchise, cover anything we may have missed, whether it fits into what we're talking about or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, give it give it one last little look back on before we kiss a goodbye and, and move on. Yeah. Any other last thoughts or No, that's it for me. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Excited for Resurrections next week. I think yep. that's what I really uh, want to yep. say. Well, here we are once again, my friends. We bring another episode to a close. Mm. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony. Thank you to John for being on our episode. Yes, thank Once you again, again, John. Happy um, to be here. We appreciate everybody for their support. We especially appreciate you, John. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. We're just FranchiseMe, one word. And you can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Make sure to come back next week as we revive the franchise with the long-awaited Matrix Resurrections. Goodbye again.